0: Hey what's up everybody Hey this is Ben's Hilaire The host of the Dreadhead and Tech Podcast And this right here man is the last episode But before I kind of continue to introduce who it is Who I have as a guest Which is a great guest and a great episode Let me kind of catch up to y'all man Catch up with y'all I should say You feel me in other words Where have I been What's going on And also what's about to happen next So Check me out though So this right here is like the last episode Which is episode 10 And um, I was planning on launching this episode Like I think a few weeks ago But a lot of things happened So first of all I had to like go to South Florida You know I had to visit family You know what I'm saying Cause um, I'm in New York right currently And I don't spend that much time with my family Cause they down in Florida So I kind of went down It was my niece's birthday uh, Shouts out to Kamara you know what I'm saying, hope you had a great birthday. So I went there, chill with her, vibe with her, vibe my, you know, uh, my older sister, vibe my parents at the same time. You know what I'm saying, like my dad, my mom, my brother, and them. You feel me? And then, so after Florida, uh, I spent like a week or two there. And then after that, uh, my girl, you know, she was celebrate her birthday and also graduation. Uh, congrats to that queen. You feel me? I'm proud of you. Um, so man, so we end up going to Europe. You know, it's been at least like about two weeks in Europe. We went to like Amsterdam, Italy, uh, Spain, London. Let me not go into details because I'm trying to keep this thing short. Uh, And then from there on, I got back, you know, I got back to New York. And um, I was going to launch it then. But then a friend of mine uh, named Cruz Bogle, he just launched this new uh, show called Paralyzed This. And I was like one of the guests on the show. Uh, by the way, go check out the show. Go to his like Instagram page, or if you want, you could go to YouTube and type in "Paralyzed This Cruise Bogo," or go find him on Instagram, or go to my Instagram page. You'll see some clips in the link. Um, but yeah, man. So I couldn't really make have this podcast clash with the episode. Now I'm talking about, and also the last reason why it was so hard for me to kind of like launch this episode is because I have some exciting news for y'all, man. Look. This week is like my last week in New York City. And I'm saying my last week in Brooklyn. Uh, As a matter of fact, next week on Monday, which is going to be August 12th, uh, I will be moving, man. So in other words, man, so I will officially be living in Silicon Valley. And I'm talking about in California, you know what I mean? Uh, Because I just received this like amazing uh, career offer to join this uh, great company to come on board as um, a product manager to like help lead uh be part of the leading team that's gonna create this uh innovative idea um it's a uh, can't go into like fully uh full details right now i can't really explain to you exactly what we're gonna be doing and i mean i can say the company name should i say the company name now nah, you know what man This Follow me on Instagram and I'ma announce that like real soon. You feel me? So like within two weeks or a week or a few days, I'ma announce what it is, who it is, and what I'll be doing there. So like around by August 26th, I will be living in California. But August 12th, I'm gonna leave and go back to Florida for a little bit. Spend talk with the family. And then from there on, I'll fly straight to like California. I'll be living in San Jose. Uh, with that being said, man, Kit, bad, relax. Here's the new episode. Uh, I have a great guest that goes by the name of my Z.O. You feel me? He's a, he's a great entrepreneur, a, a great filmmaker, uh, you know, so uh, his story is very unique because he started up as a filmmaker and then from there on, he became a tech entrepreneur. But how he got involved into the tech industry is very different than everybody else that I kind of came across on this, on this podcast. Um uh, and also, man, he, he also shared a very, you know, uh, heartfelt story of how he basically saw, you know, one or two companies that kind of like copy his app. You know, I'm trying to say his style that they followed them on Instagram, took some ideas. And the next thing you know, he saw them on the show I was on called The Planet of the Apps. He kind of seen the same company that kept like following them on, on Instagram and checking their style. Uh, end up raising money, you know, on the show. So you have to understand, as an entrepreneur, especially as a, as a young black entrepreneur that don't have finance as it is, to have an idea and then see somebody else copy your style and then raising funding, it, it, it's like somebody stabbed you in the heart. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been there, man. I've been there where, I, you know, big name celebrities, you feel me, like trying to take my idea uh you know i'm trying to give it to that folks and then they end up raising money when why you know what i'm saying i didn't raise money so i know how he felt so anyway man it's a great story keep back, relaxed man just just listen to them and then uh and this is the last episode man so i i want to say thank you to everybody that been showing love uh i really appreciate y'all man and and season three will be out but next season though what i'm gonna do is kind of like keep it short 10 episodes too long I've noticed that for me come I'm too kind of busy Doing other things So what I'm kind of do Is like narrow it down To like maybe 5 episodes If I do a season 3 Which I want to With well, that being said man Everybody God bless And uh Best of luck in life man Wish everybody a lot of success man Thank you Hear this episode Yeah
1: this is Mazi Oyo But I'm known as mazio o My last name is Oyo, so it's just abbreviated mm-hmm. Mazi-O. You know, mm-hmm. people call me Mazi. Mazi, Mazio o either one. Um, and what I do, I'm mostly known uh, for my videography skills, my cinematography, my directing. Um, that's what I've... Kind of built my reputation on. Uh, I've done a lot of work in this entertainment industry working with different artists. Uh, you know, I help break a lot of artists. Um, people like French Montana, Cardi B, uh, I've worked with CeeLo Green, uh, OGs in the game like Raekwon, Redman, uh, Mayno, Uncle Murda, uh, Little Kim. i just, you know, I've worked with a lot of people.
0: Alright, so, but overall, one thing, you know, um, I see that you described how you got involved in in the music, or at least, like, what you've done in the music industry, but I'm also, you're also in the tech industry, too, as well, right?
1: Yes, so, um, I've always been into computer technology. My father, his business was into um, computer technology very early, like, I grew up with computers in the house, so. Um, I've always been into it, and uh, once the iPhone came onto the scene and kind of introduced a whole new ecosystem, if you will, or a, a new monetization method, a new you know store, um, it opened up the doors to all of these different applications that people have and use on, on their phones. So um, I was one of the people that really got into apps. So I just downloaded. So many different apps. Uh, and once you get into that app mind, you know, I get people now to say, hey, I got an idea for an app. I got an idea for an app. So um, actually what happened is a friend of mine. So I got addicted to downloading apps. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine, he first came up to me and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be launching an app. And he he showed me some schematics. He showed me some stuff, um, what you call wireframes, but he showed Mm -hmm. me some stuff that he had sketched up. And, you know, I gave him some of my input. And then, um, fast forward like years later, you know, he and I partnered up in that app. And he saw that coming from a background with visuals Mm -hmm. and video and photography, I understood what they call you know, user interface and user experience. So the UI and the UX for the app, I kind of helped design. Actually, I created for our app. um, And we launched an app called Sitting on Music. He's a Mm -hmm. producer. I'm a videographer, but I know a lot in that space. And a lot of stuff was self-learned. You know, I took Mm -hmm. a couple of classes online to learn more, but Um, It was an experience that I had to learn because I had some bad experiences with some people overseas Mm. Uh, And I just jumped into the tech world. It was very interesting to me and I I loved it But he always said to me my friend He always said if you're gonna jump into it uh, It's best to jump into something that you yourself know or Mm. familiar with. Mm. So um, When we launched sitting on music, he was a producer um, I had experience in music because of doing videos, so that kind of worked out in our favor. Mm. Uh, but then we went into doing another app called Flixie, and that was strictly video. Mm. Um, and that was where I kind of had the background and the experience in. So we partnered it at partnered for that, and you know we got into that and launching that. So we launched it on Android, but both apps now we're actually redesigning.
0: So that down now but we're gonna put them back up by the time the summer comes before we actually go on furthermore on that aspect um let's kind of like I guess go back in time for a little bit right Let, let's kind of find out you know as a young kid like what were the main things you know to kind of get you hooked up and not just the tech thing, but thing, but as far as the entertainment goes so what you was born and raised in um New York or were you born Brooklyn in New, York? New York born and raised in Brooklyn New York
1: now I live in the great city of
0: Atlanta, George. Uh, that's what's up, man. And, and then now, as far as like music and video go, so did you go to school for that when you was young or how did you get across uh, that aspect right
1: there? Didn't go to school for it initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I picked up, I actually began by doing music production and it was pretty much self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to produce and make instrumentals and beats and, you know, play the keyboard and drums and stuff. Um, and that was just purely out of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, uh, I think one of my brothers, one of my brothers, gave me uh, some video editing software. And I saw a camera. Actually, it was the other way around. I saw a camera online. I mean, on TV, like Home Shopping Network. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I bought the camera because they were selling it. Like, for a great price. Like, oh, if you just give us $20 now and then $20 next month. Mm -hmm. And this is so I ordered it and I got into the video thing. And then my brother gave me my editing software. And it just was like, wow, this is, you know, I like this. This This is great. So I just picked it up and would shoot things. Then after a few years of me just shooting a bunch of stuff, I decided to go to school. So I took... Like uh, maybe a few week workshop. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, enrolled into um, NYU has a has a few different programs for mm-hmm. people who are into film. So mm-hmm. I went to NYU for a couple of years.
0: Okay, and now as far as like these uh big name celebrity you just you mentioned earlier, now I'm kind of curious to know like how did you end up getting those kind of connection? The
1: thing about uh, the industry is that it's all about relationships. Relationships are very, very important, um, and people need to learn that. So I had a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, who was cousins with an um, uh, artist named Dylon from Bad Boy. Oh, Dylon. Dylon, Dylon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he was cousins. Uh, they, they were cousins, and my friend had said to me one day, you know, um, Dylon is, you know, switching managers, you know, why don't you help, help me manage him or, you know, come around, hang out. So I used to watch Dylon on TV, but then, you know, I met him, came to the studio one day with my friend, his name is Wayne. So Wayne invited me to the studio to meet his cousin, Dylon. And Dylon was very cool. And, uh, he would just let me in there, you know, and hang out and vibe with them and stuff like that. And then one day I brought, a, I brought my little cheap camera with me and I said, Hey, uh, you think I can videotape you, uh, rapping in the booth or, you know, and he said, uh, yeah, sure. So I ended up recording him and I made a video and I put it online and it was such great feedback that, um, I realized, wow, this is what I should be doing—not the music production. I should be doing videos. Like, I hadn't got that much positive feedback in anything that I had done. <laughs> so that video kind of helped—I uh, guess—showcase my skill to other people. Even though it wasn't the greatest video in the world, but mm-hmm. it put me on the radar of other people because Dylon had, a, you know, he had a fan base. He was a celeb. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that kind of led me to meeting all of these other celebrities. Another thing was I was working at um, a radio station and uh, at the radio station, I used to just send out emails to um, different record labels to get music. So once I was added to these mailing lists, I would then reach out and say, Hey, can we interview, you know, Max B, can we interview Akon for a radio show? Uh, can we interview, uh, you know, whoever? <clears throat> so they got to know me from that. So when I transitioned from the radio and the music, I still had some of those connects and I would just reach out to them. But a large part of it was each video that I did would just... I always put my phone number on there, my mm-hmm. phone number, and my website. So whenever someone saw the video, they would just call me and say, "Hey, I saw this video, and we wanted to know." I think after that, I worked with um, Little C's, and then I worked with Max B, and then I worked with uh, French Montana, and then the rest just, you know, constantly came. Mm-hmm. So they always found me,
0: basically. As we kind of like go into the tech more, so now, um. The two, apps you mentioned earlier, um, I know. I know for the sit on music, you said that came about because you and your partner wanted to do something that you was good at and and used to, right? Like, so I'm guessing it wasn't more about, oh, here's a problem that you see in the industry. Let let us create this app. It was more of a kind of. So there
1: was. So my partner. Was a music producer. Mm
0: -hmm. He had
1: a studio in Brooklyn and you know a lot of times I would bring people over to the studio and he's he was having an issue with um, clients he felt like There weren't as many clients coming around to buy music or production So he was trying to figure out a way to make more money and initially he had the idea of just selling his music digitally. And that's when I told him, like, we could probably make even more money if we include other producers and not just your production. Mm. You know, so that was there was that problem that he saw that the music industry was changing. When we did Flixie, I felt like there was a problem being solved, a problem that needed to be solved was the fact that there were so many independent content creators now they were people like myself right mm-hmm. and i used to be a partner over at Worldstar. so during that time whenever i would shoot a video i would get it put on world star i would put mm-hmm. it up on world star so <clears throat> after that people would ask me for um after after i would shoot a video a client would say hey i shot this video what can i do with it mm-hmm. um so shooting a video is one part but then Promoting the video is a whole nother part. So um, once I left uh, WorldStar, I created something else. I created a website uh, called Mm IDoItForTV.com, and we used to post videos on that site. Then when I saw the switch or the change going from desktop laptops to mobile, Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, why don't we create something for the mobile device so you know in the beginning people didn't really understand because you have uh sites like youtube or you have sites like netflix but uh, what we were doing with the app is offering something slightly different because youtube anybody can put a video up there and it's just like anything is up there it could be people fighting it could be girls twerking it could be dogs running it could be it's just like a whole bunch of anything is on there and then with a site like Netflix you know you have to be at a certain level in order to get onto that site mm. uh, or you know be accessible through their mobile device so there was no middle ground mm. so a lot of these people were creating these these independent web series and shows and the only outlet that they had was YouTube mm. so i said why don't we create something that is a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word? It's a little bit,
0: I guess like uh, a little bit more catered or organized or that kind of. Right. So that is, that was the problem that I was trying
1: to solve. So I had a few friends who were making these, these web series online and you know, they were getting hundreds of thousands of views, millions of views. And that was the motivation. The motivation was like, you know what? Instead of you taking your stuff and putting it on YouTube and people have to find it between, you know, gunfight and cute baby videos, Mm. I would just put it in a whole new mobile network that is just specifically designed for content. Mm. And, you know, we'll be like the curators. So it's all curated content. And that was the problem that I decided. I wanted to solve with um, the, the
0: the second app that we launched. Okay, so now as far as like those apps go, let's say, um, you know, if someone asks you, what exactly is sitting on music? And also what exactly is uh, Flixie? Like, like what, what, what is the term or I guess sentence would you use to describe what those two apps are and do? Okay, so sitting on music is a place where
1: artists and producers can meet in a virtual space and collaborate, mm. create new content. Um, because within Sitting on Music, you can record. So a producer can upload his music. Me, as an artist, if I was an artist, I could listen to it and I could hit the record button and I could basically do like a two track recording over the production. <clears throat> so that is what that is. It's like, or I, I used to say, it's like MySpace, but for artists. Um, for people who remember my space mm-hmm. uh, and then flixy is <clears throat> flixy is like one of our tags used to be flixy where the cooler version of netflix mm-hmm. um or where uh the the um we're like the urban uh, hbo or something like that mm-hmm. you know so flixy is just a place where you can watch curated content That's um, current and hot and popular or trending.
0: Earlier, you mentioned that um, the reason why you started, I guess, learning how to code on your own was because you had a bad experience overseas. Can you kind of like give us some details of what happened?
1: Yeah. So when I began uh, Flixie, so when we did sitting on music, we got a great rate. With a guy, but about halfway through the process, he he wound up quitting because of some some problem. But he was kind enough to return the money mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> when I got into launching Flixie, creating, you know, the first step is creating the uh, the wireframe, which is, you know, the sketches of what each page should have and such. I found a developer. Online, I forget which one of these websites I use, but I use a site and they recommended me some developer and he was located in China. Uh, So I sent him some money to start my project. I just I think I sent him a few paragraphs telling him what I wanted. And, you know, he didn't do it. He started. He said, oh, you know, I need a little bit more time. And then, you know, we went back and forth. And I was new, so I sent him, he asked me to send him some more money, so I, I ended up sending him more money. So I sent him a little bit at first to start. Then he said he needed more money to go to the next level, which was creating, um, I think, the logo or the, um, the app icon. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a little bit more money. Then um, by the time I was sending him the third sum of money, I was getting a little suspicious because I hadn't gotten anything back. So I said, hey, can I get something? So he sent me some graphics, and the logo, it looked horrible. It looked, it it wasn't a bad logo. I mean, it was a bad logo, but that's not why it was horrible. It was horrible because the quality of everything was mm. like a seven-year-old had done it, mm. and I I almost lost my mind. I was like, what the heck is this? And because I have a background in um graphics, yeah. I know what things should look like yeah. like I, I I do video, I do photography, so I know things supposed to look a certain way. And then I do graphic design. I actually do logos. Yeah. But at the time I figured I'm hiring this guy. So we went back and forth and then he says to me, uh um, oh, uh, well, I'm not really a graphics guy. And I said, why'd you ask me for money for the graphics if you don't do graphics? Like, yeah. what was the whole purpose of that? And we went a little bit more, and he said, oh, I'm sorry, and, you know, I apologize, and, I, you know, I'll do, you know, the next thing. I said, okay. So I sent him more money. And at the end of it, I just, I contacted the company that sent him to me, and I said, listen, this guy is not doing a great job. He's doing horrible and blah 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 and it wound up getting really ugly because they told me i had to cancel the job and then i had to leave a review and i left him a a, you know a review a bad review he got upset and he said he's gonna release all of my ideas onto the internet um he's gonna just you know Take all of my uh, the designs, uh, the labels, the concept, and just release it onto the internet because I wrote him a bad interview, and I contacted the company. I said, "What is this like? You know, what kind of operation are you guys running? Because he's threatening to release my intellectual property onto the internet. Like, why is this guy allowed to operate on your guys' website?" So they wind up. Um, Banning him or something Deleting his account Blocking him and such But I never got my money So I sued mm-hmm. I mean I sued I um, I filed a complaint They told me that It was too late To file a complaint It was 30 days past The complaint limit That they have Or something like that So I ended up losing out Like a thousand dollars Or something um, And I kind of just got Burnt On that And yeah. I kind of Stepped back from The app world and I just was like you know let me just do what I do and then another year passed and I got back into it and I said you know what let me learn it so that's when I started to learn I started attending different events um and I just started you know taking tutorials or watching tutorials online and it was it was was very time consuming I'm still not an expert but I know my way around enough that um I won't get bamboozled again. I know,
0: man. So, like, like sad thing is, man, like, a lot of developers, not developers, but a lot of entrepreneurs that come from a non-coding background, tech background, go through through that. Even I went through that kind of the same situation, you know what I'm saying? You, you lost $1,000. That's a lot of money still. With me, man, I lost, like, $5,000 in three months and four months, and it just kind of pushed me back. It just, so much, you know, uh things goes with it, so, which is why... You know, I think, you know, you would agree that if you are an entrepreneur that's, that's trying to get us to take, you know, even if you can't code, it is good to know at least the basics of how how stuff function. You know what I'm saying? Like how what language to use? What what is really, you know, the the proper terms, etc. How to hire the right designer or the right, or the right developer? I mean, would you agree, though? Yes. Yes. Um...
1: It's very, it's very important to do as much research as possible. Um, if you know somebody, I mean, it got to a point where I would go on Facebook and just uh, reach out to people. I would just post, ask if anybody knows anybody who knows somebody that does apps. Um, and then uh, I would just take all of my free time. I think I downloaded, uh, I got a few books off of... Um, Actually, yeah, I bought a few books from Amazon. and Started reading those in all my free time. Um, started going to websites and um, looking up app development uh, uh, pitfalls of you know app development and and that it, and it also is very costly. So between the two apps that we have now. We're like we've spent like a hundred thousand uh, dollars between those two, so um, it was more money, way more money, but it was also different professionals. Mm-hmm. But now we also cut down. So i learned. I was lucky that I I finally when I finally did get the developer for Flixie. Mm-hmm. It was like a godsend. You know, I I did so much research, checking, searching, finding, looking, and I found this great guy. The only problem is he only worked in Android. Mm. Um, So Flixie never got completed because right Mm. at the end when he finished the Android version and we launched it, um, he actually got hired away by a bigger company. So he was like, hey, I love working with you, but uh you know my new contract says i can't work on any other projects and he got hired away um so i had to do the process all over looking for a developer to work with me on the ios version of flixy but it's definitely good to learn as much as possible so when you talk to developers uh you have an idea of you know i i i say people I, i tell people that developers to me now are like um you know, auto mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to be careful because if you don't know, mm-hmm. you can really find yourself deep in a financial hole because uh, they'll tell you anything. So you know, I learned that you could either make an app on one platform, or you mm-hmm. can use a software that makes it in. It can go out to different platforms. Yeah. You know, so instead of being charged. Um, 20,000 for Android version you can be charged 20,000 for one and it can go out to Android, Windows iOS, mm. whatever you know but then that's just a little trick, they can double bill you they'll say oh well we did an Android version and we did an iOS version when yeah. in fact they only did one version and then they just rendered it out or they exported
0: it into two different exactly uh, man like like I said man Like uh, to me man I feel like you know um lack of knowledge is very dangerous Know what I'm saying, so it will, it will cost you a lot of time and money. So I agree on that. Okay, so you just touched based on you investing, you know, hundred a hundred thousand dollars for both apps. Like, did you have to raise money from an investor? Did you do crowd funding? And like, how did you fund those uh, apps? So
1: this is this is personal funds. Um, I didn't even know about you know, this other world, to be honest with you, of of VCs until uh, I watched the show that you were on, until Um. I watched Planet of the Apps. Um, When I watched that show, I started to see like, oh, wow, there's a whole world out here of, you know, we don't have to pay for this stuff by ourselves. (laughs) Um, So that was very, very, very interesting. And uh, it's funny because one of our apps, the Sitting On Music app, we have somebody who is, I guess, our competitor or rival or whatever the word is, and I saw them on the show and I was like, wow, I watched them come on the show and raise I think I think they raised eight hundred thousand dollars or something like that. And I remember sitting there like, wow, they 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 came out with their idea after hours. Mm-hmm. They use pretty much the same pitch. They have the same exact features. They follow us on Instagram. Mm. Um, I remember when they launched.
0: Mm. I remember when
1: they had the coming soon. And um, to sit there and watch them. The only thing they didn't have was the proof, the real proof of concept. They had, they, I don't think they had any proof. Um, But. For me to sit there and see them take our idea and raise $800,000, I think, for a 10% stake or something like that. I forget what it was. Um, but it made me feel like, wow, what, what, what the hell is going on? Like, we have 40,000, 50,000 downloads. You know, we're in, you know, 72 or something countries. I got to look at the stats. But um, we have, you know, daily active users. We have... Uh, We've had sponsors. We've had people like Black China, uh, Ghostface Killer. We've had you know uh, Kim Bella. We've had Cardi B. We had different people promote the app. With Jim Jones. So it's like we have all of these real world mm-hmm. statistics. Yet these guys just had the idea and they raised eight hundred thousand dollars. So it was like you know I called my partner and I was like, hey we need to start sitting down with these VCs because they're out there throwing money around. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to pay for this stuff by ourselves.
0: Yeah. Seeing that, man, trust me, I'm, from experience of seeing somebody else, that similar idea, like I know for a fact, it's kind of like heart-wrenching, I'm trying to say. So so uh, aside from seeing that they were able to raise money, just, just seeing a competitor that raised money, did you start – like is panicking? Did you feel like down, like bummed out, or like what was going on? You know, mentally. Um.
1: Yeah, I was a little. I was a little bummed out. I felt like someone had um, just pulled out a gun and, and robbed me. That's what I felt like. Mm. Uh, and I told that to my friend. I said to my partner. I said, uh, I feel like I just been robbed. I feel like someone just caught me in the back alley with a gun and took all my money. So I told him, like, we really need to uh, get certain things in order. We need to step our game up and really get out there in this field doing this. And it's funny because yesterday I saw another app that was similar to ours. And they were advertising on our Instagram. And I actually screenshot it and sent it to... Uh, <clears throat> My girlfriend, I was like, Hey, look at this. And she's just like, wow. So they have now there's probably like another three or four other apps that have come out after us. Um, similar features. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at this point it is, it just is what it is mm-hmm. uh, because you know, how many different versions are there of like candy crush? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, Candy crack Candy Mm -hmm. smash Candy You know So there is definitely Room for multiple people You don't always have to be The only one Mm -hmm. You know uh, But Definitely Need to be out there You know Doing what you need to do So uh, The same thing happened With Flixie When uh, I started working on Flixie There was no Apple music There was no title Um, And a few of these other apps that I see now but once I started doing it and it's you know it's it's hard competing I mean excuse me it's a hard um, competing with these companies because they have very deep pockets hundreds of millions of dollars you know I'm not working with hundreds of millions of dollars not even one million dollars so it is hard so it takes longer for us to complete things whereas a company like you know Apple because I've seen them do this too is they it looks like they just steal ideas from uh, smaller companies that create these things that we use and they're like wow that's a great idea they just got you know 20,000 downloads why don't we implement that into our new iOS system next you know, next year yeah. so it's easy to get swallowed up and uh, I actually got discouraged when I saw Tidal um, release their thing and, and Apple Music came out and they were offering certain content I just was like man flixie can't compete with that so mm. i uh, we gave up for a little while but then last year i said you know what we have a little bit of a difference we have a niche so why don't i just get back into it so we decided that this year you know we already spent like 15 20 just on um on uh on flixie so you can either flush it down the drain or try to at least take it to the point where we can take it to the VCs and then let it be
0: their problem. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then not how many years uh, did you put in, in, in um, both Flixie and um, sit on Music so far? Mm, sitting on Music, I would say it's been
1: about five years. I think, was it 2014 is when we got the first, first version, I believe. And Flixie was around the same time, 2014. Um, I have to look Mm. because, in between, so in between those, I started doing these other apps. Um, Mm. I learned to code it myself. I started doing um, these emoji apps and I started using my relationships with these celebrities. So, like people like Safari Mm. from Love and Hip Hop. Uh, little C's is a rapper uh, Peter Guns, uh, also from Love & Hip Hop so a lot of these different artists I began to work with um, uh, what's the guy's name Michael from uh, from the hit show Power, he plays the sun oh, okay. yeah. so <clears throat> my relationships with these people um, I started to create these emojis so I, I got into that and I did that for a little while so Genuine, um, and a few other people: Erica Badu, Cardi B. Uh, mm. So when I, while I was doing that, I can't remember the time. Sometimes years is not great for me. I have to actually pull it up, I have to look at the documentation, mm. and see when each thing started.
0: Overall, whether it's like you know, music, personal life, videography, um, tech. Uh, for uh, for uh, Sit On Music, uh, Flexi, what is the overall goal do you see yourself, man, in either five years or 10 years from now? Where do you want to see all this go?
1: My overall goal is I want to bring technology to the urban community. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, in the tech space, even with the web, uh, with digital advertising, with especially in the app world, Um, There would be a lot of times I would go to events and I would be the only black guy there, you know, Um, or I would definitely be if sometimes I might go might be two black guys there, but I would definitely be the only one who has like this hip hop background.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: you know, people would be they would almost be surprised, wondering, like, what am I doing there? Um, But technology is the future. And I feel like our people are just so or the black community is so behind when it comes to technology so my overall goal is to bring us drag everyone into this space I mean I see um Puffy recently talking about he's going to start an app and somebody else I think some other big celebrity talking about they're going to start an app but there should be more of us in there there yeah. should be I mean and that's the same thing with Jay Z and Tidal it's like okay, we have Apple Music, but Jay-Z has Tidal, why not, you know, I'm a subscriber to Tidal,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it's like, okay, right, I, why don't, why can't I support my own people, they got the same thing, or
0: they're trying to build, mm-hmm. so why not, so that's another niche
1: I feel like I have with Flixy. so, you know, next time a person wants to go download Hulu or Netflix or one of those,
0: I'll give them an option, say, hey, you could. Download Flixie, black owned, you know, like support the people. The listeners want to get in touch with you, right? They want to ask you certain questions because you you have like so much experience. Uh, There's a lot of things, knowledge I think you you can provide to people. So how can they reach you, right? And also too, how can they download these uh, apps that you uh, mentioned? Uh, You can, they can reach me. I'm, Always on social media. I check it like
1: this is probably the longest right now that I haven't checked it.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, bro. <laughs> um, actually,
1: <it's> my phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You can reach me uh,
1: on social media, everything. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, directed by Mazio. Um, I'm real easy to uh communicate with. I mean I'm usually shooting or something, but I definitely respond to people.
0: Mm-hmm. and then as far as like uh to download the apps or to book you for well, I guess booking you can go through social media I'm guessing, right? If they wanna
1: book you for Yeah, same thing. I have a website directed by mazio.com dot com. Um mm-hmm. Like I said, Instagram directed by Mazio, my email directed by Mazio, like everything. If you got PlayStation,
0: you can play me on PlayStation directed by <laughs> Mazio, everything. And and far and as well, like downloading the, the app, do they go to the App Store to get it or the Android or what can we yeah, find? You can actually go to the App Store, but like I said, we're revamping now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So, so overall, Mazio, okay, so now. For the listeners and and whoever you know, part of the world that's that's hearing you, um, how can we how can we help you? Like like how can we as a people support you, help you? What is that one thing that you need help with? You think the world or whatever listening can help can help out with? I need
1: listeners to just follow me. On Instagram, <laughs> that's um, and because and to just check in because that's where I broadcast everything. Anything new I'm doing, I use that. It's funny how the world has changed uh, in that manner where I see, I meet people. They don't even ask for my website. They're just like, "You on Instagram? Mm-hmm. What's your Instagram?" Um, and Instagram is so powerful. So um, that's what people can do. Until you know, just look out. Like if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Or Facebook. Uh, On Facebook uh, is my... I forgot my Facebook. My Facebook might also be slash directed by Mazio. Let me just double check. I think it is. Um, But if you follow me on any of these things, then I will share information. Um, I definitely engage with people. Um, Yeah, my Facebook is also directed by Mazio. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is what I would recommend. Or I would ask some of the listeners to follow me on social media and then whenever I talk about something, a project or something I need help with. Because I wanna do do some crowdfunding for a couple of movies that I have. Mm -hmm. So um, to share. Just repost my stuff. Follow and
0: repost. I like that man. I like so like last question, man. So, you know, this section right here is like where you actually get the floor to say anything you want I mean whether it's an advice or tip or whatever like what is the last thing do you want to leave the listeners with um, today
1: um let's see the last thing I it's kind of general but I would say um, don't be afraid to uh, pursue your dreams like to really if if you're going into tech, there's such a there's like such a wide area that needs to be tackled or can be tackled. So I would say like don't be afraid, do it, get out there. Information like we live in a time where information is so accessible. Like if you of a certain age, Google didn't exist. Google exists right now. Like, anything you... I could Google another language right now and just be having a whole conversation. Um, So, you know, whatever ideas you have, um, like, do them. Launch them. You know, you see some celebrities out there that you like. You know who I I, I listen to a lot? He was one of the judges on the show, Gary Vee. Gary Vee? Yeah. I don't know him personally, but I like uh, some of the stuff he says about this modern day era of information. It seems like we have so much um, access to information, but people just don't use it. So, I mean, the last thing I would tell people is like, use it. Utilize it. Google. You can Google just about anything. And if you don't find it on Google, then use Bing. You know, use something. Yahoo. Like, find it and
0: then do it. I came up from the moon